The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the show. Shall we Shall we just get started? I think it's time, is it? Yeah, it's time to move it. Party, party, we like to party, party, we like to party. 
ants in me pants. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming this morning, did you? I'm not entirely convinced I did. That was uh, Will I Am, I Like to Move It from um, one of the Madagascar films. That's from a wee while ago. I remember, I remember years and years ago, uh, the kids, when they were little, they got, um, uh, they got a computer game they got a game um and it was the madagascar game and i was away in the desert and um i think the lady elizabeth got got rsi trying to get through one of the levels when the hippopotamus was being chased around one of the um the racetracks anyway wow straight into there good morning welcome to the resilient show on fresh fm i am your host Stu darling welcome to the next 90 minutes on Fresh FM, wherever you are listening across planet Earth or even off planet Earth, you can listen to us on www.freshfm.net. Um, if you are in Nelson CBD, you'll be listening on 107.2 FM. If you're Nelson Tasman, 104.8 FM. If you are over the hill towards Golden Bay, you'll be listening on 95 FM. And if you are in the glorious Blenheim, you can listen in on 80. 8.9 FM. Welcome to the show. I am so excited about today's show. Today's show is the first since we moved from the Wire Rapper to have a guest. We are inviting a guest onto the show. And the reason for inviting the guest onto the show is because the title of today's show is Health and Wellness. And it is dedicated to a good heart and a good brain. So around about 10 o'clock, we will be inviting a health and wellness coach onto the show who's going to talk about the five things that we can do in or just with five little things we can do every day just in order to build towards a healthier heart and a healthier brain. And we'll hear the backstory as well as to why this individual became a health and wellness coach. Liz Darling, yes, TLE, the Lady Elizabeth, will be joining us around about 10 o'clock to talk health and wellness. Um, Where do you sit when it comes to health and wellness? Um, Are you one of those that watch other people and think, oh, how can they look so good? How can they eat all that and still look slim? Are you maybe one of those people who looks in the mirror of a morning, maybe a Monday morning after a heavy weekend and think, oh dear. Well, hey, at least you're taking responsibility for it. I do. Sometimes I look in the mirror and think, oh dear, maybe... Maybe the pizza and the donuts, not quite so much. Maybe it's time to be slightly more healthy. I was listening to uh, an interview with the actor Zac Efron. Um, and uh, yeah, Zac Efron, who, you're a rather fit young man from the high school musical days all the way up through um, what did he did, Baywatch, the movie. And in fact, um, the, the interview was talking about how fit he got in order to play the part of the um, the lifeguard in the film. Um, he was saying in the, in the interview that he was working out five or six times a day. Now, what, what? Five or six times a day? I push it to work out five or six times a week. He was doing it five or six times a day to get into the shape he was in for playing, to play that part. Um and he uh, he realised afterwards that maybe um, maybe he was taking his fitness and his physique 
a little bit far. Maybe he was pushing it just a little bit. And um, he has now decided that, uh, and outcry, um, outcry, especially from people like the Lady Elizabeth, um, outcry that he is he's going to stay healthy, but he's not going to work quite so hard in the gym. Um, yeah, he's going to work on having a healthy brain and having a healthy heart. And that, for him, is good enough. It means that he can enjoy life more without having to spend it all in the gym. And this is a debate, the exercise debates, that uh, it's, it manifests in our house very, very frequently. Um, I'm one of those that uh, I enjoy good, hard exercise. It's something that I did throughout my time in the military. Um, and I've sort of never quite figured out what uh, level of health sorry what level of fitness physical fitness i should be at when i'm not disappearing off to um the desert every now and again you know what 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 is healthy for me but there's nothing for me there is nothing like a good hard physical training session and a good hard physical training session to me is sort of that point where I'm nearly vomiting or actually maybe I am just throwing up a little bit into my mouth when uh, when I'm exercising. I have no problem with exercise like that, but the Lady Elizabeth um, is not quite so keen on that sort of exercise. Look, you know, she served in the British Army as well. She passed the fitness test, but her preferred sort of exercise is Pilates and yoga and taking the dog out for a good brisk walk on the beach. There is nothing wrong with either. Um, absolutely nothing wrong with either. We need to find the right level because, as Zac Efron said in that interview, and as I'm quite sure um, Lizzie will talk about when she joins us uh, in the next uh, in the next little while on the show, um, actually having a healthy heart, a healthy gut, and a healthy brain is what is important. And of course, there is a level of physicality to that. But imagine if we didn't have to always be in the gym or always feeling guilty about not being in the gym. Wouldn't that just be a new level of paradise? She closed 
by Coldplay. How cool was that? I love our weekends. We quite often listen to the radio. Um, we'll jump on to um, Radio 2 in uh, in the UK uh, and, and listen to yeah, one of the drive time shows. And it's a great opportunity to, um, to listen to music that maybe we'd forgotten about for a while or new music that's coming out um, that we can uh, that I can then jump on to find on um, you know, on one of the streaming services and play on the show. But nothing like a decent piece of Coldplay um, and Paradise. Uh, right, um, so we've got um, health and wellness coach uh, Liz Darling joining us in the next 15 minutes or so. She's going to join us and talk about, she's going to give us five tips that we can use to maybe um, maybe begin to live a more healthy life because let's face it, we can all live a more healthy life no matter how fit and healthy believe we are and I'm quite sure we're going to get the backstory as to why um, some of the some of the things that we maybe thought were good for us aren't, and 
why maybe we were told they were in the first place. Um, it's uh, it's always a live conversation around about our house. Uh, of course, you know, Liz Darling is the Lady Elizabeth, my far better half. She'll be joining us in, um, in the next 15 minutes. Uh, this segment, I wanted to just touch on the importance of our brains. Um, because you know, our, our brain, um, it's... We just, it's just there, isn't it? Um, we did a workshop uh, the other day, and we were we actually did a session on teaching people how to think. And you go, well, wait a minute, I think all the time. Do you? Do you? Do you actually think, or do you just regurgitate stuff that you've heard? Do you just remember things that other people have said? How do we actually use our brains, and what can we do to actually help our brains out? in this insane 21st century. Our brains are maxed out all of the time. And and actually, they are maxed out. Um, When we are born, we're born with um, a certain frequency of brainwave. Very, very low level of brainwave. And if you think about a baby, when when a baby's born, um, it doesn't really do much, does it? It sleeps and it cries and it takes food. Um, it doesn't really do much else. Uh, and that's because the brain level is so low. But over the first 12 years of our lives, our brain frequency, our brainwave frequency increases. It increases and increases until, you know, around about the age of 12, we enter what is called beta 1 or low beta um, brainwave, and that's our ability to analyze. It's a great place to be. That's where we can actually do some thinking. The challenge we have is that um, in the 21st century, we reach beta 3, high level beta. Now, that's when our brains can be operating, our, um, our brainwave frequency can be up at 55 hertz. Now, think about, you know, right back when you're born, it's down between zero and two. Brainwave frequency at beta 3 is panic. This is fight or flight mode. Fight or flight, or the four Fs as I describe it. Fight, flight, fright, and procreate. I normally wait for a little giggle at that point. Um, How do we stop that? How do we stop living in panic all of the time? Think about it. I bet right up until I said that, you didn't realise that you spent most of your time trying to deal with a brain that was panicking. Wow, that's what's going on out there in the world. First thing we can do is use our screens less often. Um, The false colour of our screens causes our brains to need to work harder. But really, really simply, and we teach this in uh, in a session that we call the 50-minute hour, um, shut your eyes. Go on, right now. Unless you're driving, if you're driving, don't shut your eyes. <laughs> but if you, um, yeah, if if you're somewhere safe and you can, just shut your eyes. You've just removed eighty percent of the stressors on your brain and your body. Now, with your eyes still shut, take a deep breath. Really activate those lungs. Most of the time, we only use the top 10% of our lungs, really shallow breathing. When we take a deep breath, we're activating more of our lungs. We are slowing our bodies down a little bit. 
That is how we begin to relax back into beta 1 so that we can truly think. Our brains are so important, and I know it's a subject we're going to touch on when we um, when we speak to our guest, um, Liz Darling, about health and wellness. It's going to come up, the importance of what we can be doing for our brains. But the simplest thing we can do to remove some of the stress that we face just in this 21st century world is to stop, close our eyes, and take a few deep breaths. Now, I'm going to misbehave a little bit now because I know that we're going to be talking about um, health and wellness for the next little while. Um, and we're also going to be talking about how bad sugar is for our system. So here's a little number from Paolo Nutini. I was perched outside in the pouring rain Trying to make myself a seal Then I'll float to you, my darling With the evening on my tail Although not the most honest means of travel It gets me there nonetheless I'm a heartless man at worst Be even a helpless one at best Darling, I'll leave your skin I'll even wash your clothes Just give me some candy Before I go Oh, darling, I'll kiss your eyes And lay you down on your rug Just give me some candy After my But the hurt plays out all the same And although I'm left defeated It gets held against my name I know you got plenty to offer, baby But I guess I've taken quite enough While I'm some standing on your bed sheet You're my diamond in the rough Darling, I'll be yours I'll even wash your clothes Just give me some candy Before I go Oh darling, I'll kiss your eyes And leave down on your rug Just give me some candy After my Your eyes 
hands and lay down on your rug Just give me some candy after my hug Oh, and I'll be there waiting for you That was Paolo Nutini with Candy, because I know that our next guest is going to tell me off, because I know that she's going to talk about how awful sugar is for our systems. Now we're going to try this. We haven't done this before in the show, so we're going to see if this actually works. I'm going to press a button, and hopefully, when I press that button, we're going to be talking to our health and wellness guest, Liz Darling. Liz, can you hear me? Right, great, and we don't seem to be able to... Can you hear me, Liz? Yes, I can. Ah, brilliant. Okay, I pressed the wrong button, um, which happens quite frequently in this show. Who knows what's going to happen over the next 30 minutes? Liz Darling, very warm welcome to The Resilient Show. And it's great, I can see you. I've got you on my screen. I can see you smiling because you were still fast asleep when I left this morning to come and do the show. Um, So we are going to talk... um, First of all, if you're just joining us, um, our health and wellness guest this morning is Liz Darling. You will have heard her referred to on the show before as The Lady Elizabeth... She is the far better half of the Darling family. Um, Lizzie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Thank so you. what, um, let's start with, how how did you get into health and wellness coaching? Um, well, I got into that because um, ever since I was 18 years old, I've been a nurse and then a midwife. And so there's lots of health and wellness in that. Over the last sort of few years or the last couple of years, I sustained a workplace injury, um, which resulted in me tearing my rotator cuff. And um, I just decided that while I was off sick and recovering post-surgery, I would do something useful and did a health and wellness coaching um, course. So rotator cuff, that's um, that's your that's shoulder, shoulder, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so one of those kayaking accidents, but you did it, you did it at work. I did it at work during a medical emergency so um so yeah so So how much um, time did you spend skiving 
<laughs> well, I, I fought with ACC for um, six and a half months to get it that it was a workplace injury and not age-related. I was quite offended by that. Um, but there you go. So anyway, all good because I'm now loving health coaching. So you you went off, you did your health and wellness coaching. What were um, what what was the biggest thing that shocked you about our, I don't mean our lifestyle, but the, the developed world's lifestyle? What was the biggest shock that you got when you started diving in professionally to health and wellness? I suppose really the biggest shock was how, how, in, how difficult it is to be healthy if you eat following most government's guidelines um all right okay (laughs) as all of them are sort of they're they're decided by the big food companies and so um huge amounts of grains and sugar and so much is um of the governments are um supported by the big sugar companies and things so obviously they're not going to say no to these companies and put restrictions on sugar but nobody needs it any extra sugar added to their diet at all we like it and it's hugely addictive which is the problem mm. so so um uh, right okay so the government are trying to kill us yeah um, really. wow let's get controversial on the resilient show why not <laughs> um so lizzie you um yeah when we spoke prior to the show you said you would put together five things that we could we could all start doing right now in order to begin to live even just a little bit more healthily so what are the five things Yeah, right. So the five things are living well, that means enjoying life, keeping social, Mm -hmm. eating well, moving well and sleeping well. Because as I sort of say on our workshops and things when we do them, prevention is better than cure. And that was sort of where um, I did my health coaching from. Mm -hmm. And also we only have one life. This isn't a dress rehearsal. Um, So live it to the full. We don't get to the end of our life and think, oh, I made some silly mistakes. Let's go back and change them. Make them now so that we live a long, healthy life, not just a long life. So um, So, so live in wellness rather than illness. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so right, let's let's back up then. What was the first one? Living well. What do you mean by living well? The first well? one was living well. Living well, living with purpose. Enjoy what you're doing. If you really, really, really hate getting up and going to work every morning, look at changing your job. Now, I know that sounds easy and flippant, and for some people that's very, very difficult. But if you have got the ability to do that, then do that or make changes at work and actually prioritise yourself. Don't take on too much. Um, Enjoy what you're doing and make the most of your time when you're not at work so that you feel recovered when you do go back to work. um, I think it was Steve Jobs that said, um, if you you don't like what you see when you look in the mirror too many mornings in a row, do something about it. And so many of us, and I've used, you've heard me use this one before, um, that I heard... Um, all you Trekkies out there, if you watch the the um, the final episode of the second series of Picard, um, one of the characters says, "Human beings live in the past," and 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 it really, you know, that one hit me like a freight train. We live in the past because we think that because of everything that's happened to us in the past, that's what our future is going to look like. So, yeah, I I agree that for some people it's not as easy as just saying well, I'm going to give up my job. But you and I have both worked with people. We've both coached people who've come up at some point and said, do you know what? I hate my job. I'm leaving. And 
yeah, our first line is, whoa, stop, let's let's address this. <laughs> but you know, truly, you, Lizzie, you're right, truly, if you if you really do not enjoy your it's never too late to retrain. It's never I mean, look, Lizzie, you are you're you're yeah. you're what, twenty-five plus? Of course, yes. <laughs> 25 plus um and you you made a conscious decision for to move away from a career that you loved because yeah. of and yeah you know, because of what's going on in the medical profession and midwifery in uh, you know, across the globe but specifically here in New Zealand yeah. but you changed your mind i spent oh, three decades in the uniform of the british army and then made a conscious decision to change we can all change put the plan together if you're not sure about how to plan it, give us a shout, Stuart, stewdarling.com. We can help you on. But yeah, if you really don't like what you're seeing in the mirror, if you really don't enjoy what you're doing, then yeah, shift. Because yeah, there is absolutely no... I mean, you, what is the, you, the, the most um, common for, statement for someone on their deathbed is, I wish I'd lived more. Wow. And you know, that's you, we we've got to recognise that because you I mean yeah, unfortunately it's almost become the tagline and you know, many many people thank Lizzie for our workshops because she says it's not a dress rehearsal, even I even though I do most of the content yeah, uh, <laughs> there's my ego roaring stop there. Stop talking sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, so yeah, live well. Any other points for living well other than changing your career? Yeah. Don't be ashamed of prioritizing yourself. You really have got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And if you think how we go out of our way to make sure our children do the activities they like, it's also important for the, our children and to see us doing activities that we like. Lead by example, not just by telling them something, but if you actually show them that you're doing it. I mean, if you enjoy reading, sit reading that will show the children that actually that's it's quite good to sit and read if you enjoy walking go walking i have a new sport now since moving close to the sea which is the paddle boarding i'm not very good yet but i'm loving going out there um and one day i'll go out when it's a bit more wavy than a nice flat sea <laughs> you're doing <laughs> yeah, all right do you're what you enjoy right. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's so true and and also uh, there's nothing wrong with telling children that um the yeah, it's it's your time. Exactly, exactly. I think it's very important that children realise that um, the world doesn't just evolve around them. Yes, they need to be taken care of, but do things as a family. Really get to know what your children are like, and and that sort of a, is a good family tip as well. Sort of doing things as a family that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Totally right. So that's so live well. Point number one. Live well. Point number two. Second point was keeping social. It's so important that we that we have um, friends and fam- or friends around us and family. For some people, um, if you don't have family around, and have friends, but have people that you really enjoy uh, being around. So, so that there's laughter. It's so important. Laughter has been. There's been so many studies that show how important laughter is in your life and just conversing with other people. And I think during sort of lockdown, a lot of people quite. It's certainly the first one. They enjoyed the initial lockdown. That getting out of the stress of meeting, being with lots of people. And they it was a time to sort of wind down. But actually, now people are looking forward to going back into companies where they meet other people. It can get very lonely at home. And that's sort of, for some people, 
being quiet is good. For others, they need that sort of interaction. We all need a certain amount of interaction. And that would be another thing that I would say. If you've got friends that you think, well, I haven't seen them socially or either sort of actually physically or I haven't seen them um posting on social media that might be is are they in a low space so reach out to them that's mm. the thing so, i mean ideally phone them and reach out but. <laughs> totally so you know, we 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 teach we talk about the downward spiral of you begin to lack a bit of identity you begin to feel unsure of yourself at which point you stop reaching out you begin to mm-hmm. feel ostracized but actually we ostracize ourselves first by just closing yeah. down whereas you're actually reaching out and you know one of one of the most important things we can do as friends as fellow human beings is if someone goes quiet reach out to them yeah if 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 they if they just want that quiet time yeah they'll let you know but reaching out to people and (laughs) do it by phone pick up the phone um yeah Doing it by, look, I get it, messenger. Our kids, I don't want to phone them, just pick up the phone. Why? Because when you pick up the phone, you are transferring 45% of our ability to communicate to the other person. When you use messenger, even with emojis, you are down at less than 10%. You give people time, give people your energy. Um, What else on socialising? Anything else on that one? Yeah, join groups or clubs if you can. Sort of, if there's a group of you that enjoy a certain activity, meet up and do it. Sort of um, painting or um, going kayaking. to the cinema and kayaking. Yeah. yeah, anything. Sort of, if 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 you don't know somebody where you move, if you've moved somewhere new, join a club. It's a really good way of getting to to meet people. And a good place to go to find out about clubs is to the local library and mm-hmm. have a look at their notice board and see what's there. Oh, what a great idea. Centers. Yeah. Great idea. And yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, well, hey, look, you know, we, we're only at point number two. We've got three more to get through. But yeah, I think that um, you're finding clubs and reaching out. You know, it's said in business, your network is your net worth. The more people that you know, the more opportunities are going to be out there. And whether that's an opportunity for a conversation, whether that's an opportunity for maybe um, a a new role to begin to create that second part or that next part of your life, whatever it is, you get out and you know. Here's the challenge: go and meet, or at least have a conversation with five new people today. Um, and begin to do that. Lizzie, I can hear your voice is just a little bit croaky. So what we're going to do is we are going to give you the opportunity for a slurp of coffee. And um, let's okay, just have you. a let's just have a quick reminder that this isn't a dress rehearsal. Life is life.
Hey, Life is Life by DJ Utzi. Very, very, I, I love it. It reminds me of skiing in the Alps. Uh, so we are, I, um, hey, if you're just joining us, welcome to The Resilient Show. I'm really excited. We have got a health and wellness coach with us today, um, and she is rejoining us now. Lizzie, welcome back to the show. Did you get that gulp of coffee? I did indeed. Thank you very much. Excellent. Coffee. Half-Life. Oh, about seven hours. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So don't uh, drink I'm coffee after surprised. lunch. No, indeed. Not if you go to bed early. <laughs> mm. the, so. so we got through the first two. Um, so the, the, the first two points of the five were um, live well. Um, and the second one was socialize. Be sociable. Be sociable. Mm. So number three. What's number three? Number three is eating well. Mm-hmm. And yes, maybe not too many candies. Keep them as a treat. <laughs> well, yeah, still a good piece of music. Well, yes, indeed. But And I suppose if you dance afterwards, then you're doing some movement so and let's, music but, up some But let's talk about sugar. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about what, sugar, good for you, bad for you? We don't need any added sugar. Yes, we need, our brains only need about five, about... Um, a teaspoon of sugar in our blood every day. And it is important. Sugar is important. But we get that through natural food. We get that through root vegetables and sort of complex carbohydrates. Um, That's where our sugar comes from. And it's so important for uh, not only our brain, but our whole bodily system that we don't overload it with sugar so that we become insulin resistant and then which leads on to... um, metabolic disorders and um, chronic heart disease and it's yeah sugar refined sugar simple sugars are bad for you and should really really be kept as a real treat so wait a minute Uh, so i'm not allowed to eat sugar i'm not allowed to eat fat um how you can eat fat oh right so fat's good now yep Fat, the right fat is good as mm-hmm. long as you're having good healthy fat, sort of like your avocados and um, even to a certain degree, animal fat. It's the highly processed food. I think really from a high fat diet, um, a healthy fat diet, um, a good amount of protein and um reduced sort of carbohydrates will actually fuel your body for far longer than eating a high carbohydrate food. Unfortunately, it's the high carbohydrate foods that are really addictive and and the cheap ones. So that's what people fill up on, which causes that sort of long term problem. Um, And what about what about um, food and the brain yeah at the top of the show i was talking about the the importance of looking after or looking after our heart and our brain and and quite often you know, we talk about heart health and the need to be careful we don't have heart attacks you've mentioned that yeah. but um what about food and the brain does the does what we eat affect our brain oh most definitely most definitely and again sort of sugar is bad for the brain because it clogs up all the little blood vessels that go through the brain not just the ones that go to your heart it causes um, the brain to be sort of congealed if you imagine sort of like a slow slug of sugar going through your system rather than the blood flowing through everything sort of becomes cloggy and and slow so um, having a good diet and having a good varied diet with plenty of colorful fruit and veg is going to give you all those little micronutrients that are so important for health Um, there's been there's certainly research done by um, uh, 
a, a woman down in Christchurch um, called Julia Rookliffe, who's written a book, The Better Brain, the better brain. I think it's yep. called, it The is. Better yep. Brain. Absolutely amazing. She did so much research during, after the um, Christchurch earthquake and found that people um, had so much um, better healing from the trauma of it um, if they if they had a good diet and they were given micronutrients. So not just the nutrients that you buy from the supermarket shelf, but really sort of consolidated and, and compound ones. So um, there's probably a whole bunch of folks out there. Uh, in fact, probably. I know there are a whole bunch of folks out there who... Um, yeah, they've led uh, maybe a less than healthy life. Yeah, they have moments of health. Um, they've they've led a less than healthy life, and they're now in that sort of yeah, in those mid years, middle aged, um, and they're probably thinking, well, that's it now. Um, can we, if we begin to change our diet, can we can we sort it out? Can we sort our brains out? Can we sort our systems out? Is it possible? Well, it's certainly not going to do any harm and um, to eat better, you can actually make changes. So yes, it is. I mean, our brains are continually sort of working and it's certainly possible to to reactivate them. And we do that as, as well as sort of plenty of good, healthy food by using our brains as well is, is really important. So, but from a food point of view, yes, most definitely by eating a good, healthy diet, you're going to improve everything about your body. So let's, let's just, um, yeah, I mean, we've already blamed the government for this. So let, let's just, um, and, and look, I mean, I don't, I don't mean the current government. I just mean governments in, um, in general. Um, uh, excuse me, I've just got a phone call coming in. Um, okay, yes, I'll just leave that one. It'll um, it'll it'll burn out. Um, so uh, we we in the developed world, you know, fast food um, is really really cheap. You've already suggested that it's not um, great for us. Um, what can what can we all do? Yeah, and and too often we look at the big picture and think I can't do anything. I'm stuck. But what can we begin to do as families, recognising that the cost of living is going through the roof at the moment? What are a few things that we can actually begin to do to begin to heal ourselves, but also begin to point our children in the right direction of healthy food? Um, I sp- again, it's it's leading by example, by by cooking well or by eating well yourself and encouraging your children to try food that they haven't tried before. From a shopping point of view, if you can, if you've got access to farm shops and um, the such like, then sort of go and do your shopping there rather than the bigger supermarkets. And if you can't afford the fresh fruit and vegetable, which can can obviously be really expensive at times, there's nothing wrong with frozen vegetables um, and sometimes some tinned fruit and vegetables too as long as they're the tinned fruit is not in sugar it get it in fruit juice rather than syrup Mm. but certainly um from the freezer you can get sort of good fruit and veg during the months where fruit's abundant and cheaper try freezing some and then you've got it for later on in the year when when it's far more expensive um and or or pickling or Pick, absolutely, or, or go back to doing what our grandmothers did. Mm. And much as we sometimes say, oh, we haven't got time for that, maybe make that a fun family activity Great. over the weekend so that you're doing it together. And then I know certainly when our when our little boy was um, younger um, and he didn't like certain vegetables, we would sometimes make 
a vegetable soup and I'd get him to chop up the vegetables and then he would eat what he tried making. So mm -hmm. sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but it's just sort of, and what still, about, it makes it fun. What about processed food? Are we allowed it or are there some processed food we can have or you know, what's, what's your guidance on that? Well, there's different varieties. It's, it's what I've heard called sort of high inter, high human interference food is <laughs> not good for you. That's your real right. your food that when you look at the pack, there's like 15 different ingredients in one tiny little um, biscuit or something. And when you read the back, you can't understand what any of them are because they're all just strange chemicals. If you can't understand it, then it's not food. It's been is being adulterated in some way but buy a tin of um tomatoes then there's actually nothing wrong with that they're they're just tomatoes, tomatoes being canned so yeah and yeah, I, mean, I, so. I think you often we um, we shy away from frozen food you're completely right just because you know, frozen food we equate with um processed food but there's nothing wrong with frozen fish there's nothing wrong no. with frozen meat um, and certainly frozen frozen veg that you can get. You know, it's it's frozen at point of yeah. pick, point of capture, you know, whatever we want to call it. So that you know, there are ways to do it. And I, and I remember when um, I remember you talking a little while ago, and the advice you gave was keep to the outside of the supermarket. Yeah. What is what? What did you mean? Oh, I meant if you go round the outside, that's where the fresh produce are. That's where the freezers are. So that's where. Um, the more healthy foods are once you go into the aisles and certainly if you're looking at eye level that's where you get the the higher processed food that sort of encourage you to buy them so you want to be looking up or looking down in the um in the aisle so that you're not just looking at what they're trying to sell you and generally if you go into the supermarket something that's at the end of the aisle is what they're really pushing to sell so um it's really, yeah really avoid fascinating. That. the psychology of shopping we'll do another we'll yeah, maybe we'll do that yeah. another time. But the psychology of yeah. going round the, the supermarket. Yeah. So, so that's I have, food. I have got yep. before. No, I have one other point about sort of Please, food. Please go on. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes when when food is expensive, I know a couple. I have a couple of friends that they shop together and they buy larger amounts and share, or they'll cook and and share that what they're cooking with the other person, so that they bring the cost down. So whereas maybe they don't want a whole big leg of lamb because there's only one of them they'll buy it together cook it and what a then great idea. divide it between them so that's something else that sort of families can do sort of share the share the load share the cooking. It's, it isn't it's really fascinating you're just you're just you mentioning that sharing food um you know, when when we lived in Canada and we we went on holiday out to um, the the Mexico of the North, as a friend of ours called it, out to um, Prince Edward Island, the home of potatoes. Potatoes. Um, it's not Fife anymore. Um, we went to um, New Glasgow and went to a a meal. And I can't remember what it was called, but um, it was a lobster supper. That was it. It was a yeah. lobster supper. But we turned up and we started with bowls of mussels. Then there was lobster. Then there was some sort of meat dish with potatoes. And what happened was the community brought it all together. And, and much as we were the tourists doing the tourist thing, it was all about coming together, not only as a family, but coming together as a village. Um, and you know, it's something that, that we've lost as we've become more yeah. insular in the developed world. Actually, going and sharing food is a great way of keeping costs down. Yeah, definitely. And gives you company. 
Yep. Well, yes. You, you'd almost want to sort of suggest that maybe the old ways, there was some value in what we did and we should Definitely. Maybe we should learn a little bit from um, those that came before us. Uh, so that's number three, eat well. Number yep. four. Number four is move more. And I like to move pe- it, move it. That <laughs> it was how is. we started the show. Absolutely. And it's just one that makes you want to move more. It makes you want to get up and dance, or it certainly does me. So So you were um, dancing around the bedroom this morning, were you? Oh, I was, yes. Ah. Sort of trying to put the well, right. yes. Anyway. <laughs> right, move but, more. Yeah, move more. I mean, obviously it there are people who enjoy running or swimming, um and sort of real hard series sort of exercise. Um, but you don't have to do that. Just incorporate more movement into your everyday, sort of a walk on the beach if you're lucky like us and live by the sea and got a mad dog, then that's always good. Or something as simple as getting off the bus a little bit earlier or parking further away in the car park so that you have to walk those that little bit further to sort of get to work um, or to the supermarket. Um, Get up if you if you've got a, a job where you're sort of at the desk all day. Get up every fifty minutes and go for a walk. Go to the water um, cooler yeah. and yeah. get some water, and um, or go get a coffee and um, just get up and move as much as you can of an evening. Get up when the adverts are on and sort of lunge or walk up and down stairs or just. It's just that general sort of movement. Do, do the vacuuming. Um, lunge your <laughs> way around the house and do the vacuuming. Yeah, and we've um, we spoke earlier Freddie on Mercury. on the the, the show. <laughs> I want to break free. I think that was a that was banned as a video, and Freddie Mercury got the blame for it. And actually, it wasn't I his know. idea. He just happened to be the one that looked the best. If you um, if you haven't seen it, jump onto YouTube and have a look at Freddie Mercury and um, I want to break free. Um, yeah, when we talk about we teach the fifty minute hour, and uh, you know, in that fifty minute hour, get up and go for a walk. It doesn't have to be a long walk. I mean, I think you know, even um, you know, if you uh, if you wear um, some sort of uh, monitoring device on your um, on your wrist, you know, yeah. either an an, uh, an Apple Watch or a Fitbit. You know, other devices are available. Um, you know, they suggest two hundred and fifty steps an hour just to um, to just to keep you moving. That's all it has to be. And you know, I spoke earlier on in the show about um, the difference between um, you know, the military regime exercise that I love versus just getting your heart rate up a little bit because that's what this is about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, just it's, yeah, take care of your body. Just move. We're not supposed to just sit and do nothing. We have legs so that we can actually move. And, mm-hmm. and I know there are obviously some people who, who have got difficulty moving, but even they can generally help themselves, even by moving just a little bit. I'm not saying you've got to go and walk a mile. If all you can manage is to walk to the end of the drive, then do that every day. Yep. Um, Look, it's just it Captain Tom? Was he a captain when he started? Uh, yes. During lockdown, yeah, he yeah. decided he was going to walk around the garden every day, and yeah, not only ended up raising so much money for the National Health Service, um, ended up did, was he knighted in the end, or would he become? He was, yeah. Yeah. Was, well, there you yeah. go. That's what can happen if you get up off your arse. <laughs> That's what can happen. I'm not saying it's yeah. going to, but you know, if you just begin, begin little and do it consistently, like everything in life. 
begin small and do it consistently. That stands for exercise yeah, too. Absolutely. I mean, in another another ways of doing it is if you're meeting a friend for coffee, rather than meeting and having a coffee and a cake sitting down, why not just grab the coffee and go for a walk? Um, so Less that, sugar as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and obviously, as you went back, as you mentioned, sort of the Fitbit and Apple and other devices, you can have friends and sort of um, have challenges. I mean, I know. Yeah, don't pick your daughter, though. Yeah, my daughter. Yeah, when our daughter, I I get an, an alert to say that she's just finished her second workout for the day, and I'm not even halfway through my first. Yeah, so. Yeah, but choose, choose them it's, carefully, it's, but it, it does. It gives you it gives you that accountability, which um, yes. yeah, which is always good. And yeah, we, we've already mentioned him on the show. He had if you've if you're looking for a book to read, pick up Walter Isaacson's um, biography of Steve Jobs. When Steve Jobs went back to Apple, um, when they invited him back, um, he every meeting he held. He took people for a walk, and they went for a walk round uh, in the woods around about the um, the Apple headquarters. Because when you're moving, your brain's activated. You're out in nature. You begin to imagine more. Yeah. The meetings are far more successful, and you have done some exercise. What um, you know, I cannot think of a better way to actually um, you know, no, to actually indeed. do it. Um, awesome. So we've been through um, live well. Uh, I'm going to have to remember because I'm going to do a recap at the end of the show. Live well. Um, the next one was stay social. Third was eating, and and then the 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 fourth one was moving. Now, before we're going to play another piece of music before we come back and do the final one because the final one is is massively important, and I know that some of it has been life changing for you, Lizzie. Um, uh, books that we could. What are, what are the? You know, I mean, I know there's one book that I'm just about to start reading that you've just finished, but some of the books you've mentioned the better brain um what's the yeah. book you've just finished reading that's been a bit of an eye-opener uh metabolical um and i don't have it here so i can't give the name of the author but he is a medical doctor in the states um worked with children with um endocrinological problems metabolic diseases and realized that most of them were happening because of what they were being fed from the word go um and it's all about the processed food industry the big um food companies in america and the big um big pharma and um it's the same here pharma as in drug companies not farmers. as in drug companies yep. yeah mm-hmm. oh yes no not farmers um but it's actually quite amazing that how um the processed food is even given that's what our cattle not quite so much in new zealand mm-hmm. but as it was we have a lot of pasture fed sort of cap um animals animals but um certainly over in america these big sort of massive farms all the animals are fed hugely processed food and so are needing antibiotics and it's the knock-on effect so So this book metabolical is quite quite a read are we talking it's it's cyclical that the more processed foods we eat the more likely or the higher the possibility is that we're going to need some sort of medical drug intervention yes which then yeah. probably causes us to yeah. crave less healthy food. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's um, it's one that you know we've got friends in the states, and you know, they they talk about the fact that you know the government are trying to kill them, um, and I mean that that sounds like a little bit sort of your know, fundamentalist view on the world, but you can quite easily see when all of the lobbyists are working for these big companies. 
um, the importance of us taking responsibility for what we put into our bodies as much as we can and put into our children's bodies and as you say is right from the very start yeah absolutely well absolutely. um we've just mentioned the united states and this is a very very tenuous link to this track but as you all know um you're every week on the show or for most weeks on the show we do play a little bit of tim mcgraw um and he is from the united states in america so there you go there's the link here he comes this is tim mcgraw and tyler hubbard this is undivided Billy got picked on at school For things he couldn't change He tried his best to play it cool But in the seventh grade You either fit right in or you don't fit That's just the cold hard truth I wish that I'd have been the friend That Billy never knew I think it's time to come together You and I can make a change Maybe we can make a difference Make the world a better place Look around and love somebody We've been hateful long enough Let the good Lord reunite us To this country that loves Undivided Yup you either go to church or you're gonna go to hell Get a job and work or you're gonna go to jail I just kinda wish we didn't think like that Why's it gotta be all white or all black? And when we gonna learn to try on someone's shoes sometimes That's right. When we gonna start to see from someone else's eyes I think it's time to come together You and I can make a change Maybe we can make a difference Make the world a better place Look around and love somebody We've been hateful long enough Let the good Lord reunite us To this country that we love Undivided Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard, Hubbard um, not looking left or right, just looking up. Well, there is an important message for us all. Yeah, don't look left or right, look up. It's far more inspiration comes from there. Um, right, so we are we are partway through our conversation with um, Liz Darling, our health and wellness coach. Lizzie, welcome back. Um, uh, now I, I I saw that we've been we've always been chatting for a little while because as soon as 
I put the music on, you you threw your headphones off and you you you, you ran off just to maybe get some steps in. What were you doing? Right, I wanted to get the name of the author of Metabolical, mm, right. and it's a doctor a doctor Robert Lustig, L U S T I G. Um, and the full title of the book is Metabolical, The Truth About Processed Food and How It Poisons People and the Planet. Okay, well, that got a little bit serious, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to reading the book. Although, yeah, I, yeah, even yeah, just some of the one-liners that has, has have been uttered, um, which has normally been followed up by one word from me, but yeah, even, uh, and yeah, we are going to move on to point four, but I think this is a really important point. Even diet drinks aren't good for us. No, absolutely not. Go because on. they're full of artificial sugar and they have they have a similar effect in that they make your body think it's gonna have sugar and so it start it affects the um your insulin resistance. Um keep them as a treat. Ah, great. Have drink okay. water. So yep. yeah, have something occasionally. I mean, we're not about making life boring and just living on water and lettuce leaves. It's all about eating well. It's because if you feel well, you're gonna feel just so much have so much more energy to do things. Um really his main points that he's trying to get through is protect the liver and feed the gut because all these sugars are, are processed and false sugars are processed in the liver, which causes problems. We need to feed our gut by eating lots of good, healthy vegetables and fiber so that our bodies are well. And the sooner we can get our little ones onto water, and this oh, is this yeah. is water, not flavored water, but the sooner we can get our little ones onto water, the better, and keeping the fizzy stuff keeping fizzy drinks, whatever yeah. sort of fizzy drinks they are, as a treat. So um, tonic, diet tonic, is that just as bad? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. so how, do, how does this equate to your gin and tonic then? Well, I only have it once or twice a week. So oh, right. it's, okay. um, <laughs> it's so just, it's just fizzy water the rest of the time, is it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, That's okay. what we have. <laughs> right. Or just uh, tap water. I'm very much into my still tap water. Yeah, so. totally. There is nothing. You, I, yeah, um, that's you know, opened that can of worms. Um, look, if your tap water is is drinkable, then of course yeah. tap water. Um, but you know, as we know, even in even in New Zealand, um, there's a percentage of the population that don't have access to no. um, good clean drinking water. But um, you know, get that drinking water where you can and um, and drink more water um so we're on to point four no we're not we did point four oh, that point was five. five point five so what yeah. are we talking about now point five is sleeping well and it is so important um sleeping is when our body um cleanses the brain and all the cortisol and adrenaline from our bodies that we've accumulated during the day um it's when the cells regenerate and it it's just so important um for our bodies if you think how strict we all are about our children our babies routines we we prioritize their sleeping habits we really need to try and prioritize ours as well um so that we are we so that we are giving our bodies the best chance that it possibly can one thing we cannot live without is sleep mm -hmm. and various research has been shown that uh, actually lack of sleep will hasten 
death. <laughs> Don't be word. frightened of it, but yeah, totally. So, yeah, so absolutely prioritise it. Sort of try and get yourself into a good routine. Obviously, that's really difficult for all those shift workers out there. Um, but then that's talking to to managers about get, trying to make as good a sort of um, shift pattern as possible that's actually going to help you sleep and not sort of... Um, I was going to say bugger it up too much, but uh, okay. yeah, I've if, said if Liz has just so, offended yeah. anyone on the radio, I apologise. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it's entirely right. And sometimes when we get passionate about things, and you, know, we you we do become passionate, and that's sometimes where you know, because we're passionate, um, other words drop into our vocabulary. And you know, I know that actually it was a deeper understanding of sleep that was your trigger towards working in the health and wellness coaching yeah. industry, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, as you said, a little bit older than 25. And so I find um, sleeping, as as many women will do when they get, especially when they get to sort of the perimenopausal and menopausal ages, that sleep is something that is just affected. Is that after? No, that's before, sort okay, of right. around about the time. And yeah. it, and that can happen from quite an early age for sort of women. Hormones are just something that can really mess up your sleep patterns. So if you're then adding shift work on top of that and um, trying to stay awake all night when your body's saying, just sleep, just sleep, it, it can have quite detrimental effects. And a lot of women do sort of struggle. Um, and yes, I was of that age group and I was finding night duty far and far more difficult to deal with. Um, but I was working in a profession where babies come whatever time of day or night that they want they don't just get delivered between nine and five um so yeah it was one of the other things that made me decide that it wasn't a job I could do anymore um so I was lucky I was able to make that decision and I understand that some people can't but that's why it's important that you then talk to your manager and explain difficulties that you have and to try and come to an agreement of shift patterns that are going to work for you. Um, and what about so, yes. um, what, any books? Any books that are worth a read? Yeah, absolutely. As as you know, I read the, the most awesome book called "Why We Sleep" by Matthew Walker, and um, that was yeah, that Shocking. was quite life changing book as well. And mm -hmm. I think you've read it as well, yep. haven't you? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's. Well, that, and he says he that at the beginning of the book, the book. actually. <laughs> yeah. if, if this puts you to sleep, that's brilliant. And <laughs> and the importance of good regular sleep and going through all the wave patterns of sleep, not mm -hmm. waking up. And, and so there's various things you can do to try and help make you have good night's sleep. Go on. And one of the, well, they are sort of keeping bedrooms device free and cool and dark, um, trying to go to bed at the same sort of time, um, try and limit alcohol and caffeine. As we've said, caffeine has a, a half-life of seven hours, so don't have it at sort of five o'clock in the evening and expect to be able to go to sleep. Um, stop using screens about an hour or so before, brec uh, before breakfast, before going to bed. Back from your night, night shift, shift. Um, Maybe try meditating or listening to audio books or... Um, 
may help. There's lots of apps out there, and I know that means going onto your screen, but you can have them put onto night mode so that you haven't got that bright sort of blue light. Um, And just, yeah, get into the habit of going to bed with the purpose of sleeping rather than going to read too much or... Uh, watching tv i mean mm-hmm. that's that's sort of one of the worst things really yep and you you touched on it um nothing wrong with a glass of wine to help you get to sleep is there yeah one glass probably is going to sort of help you it's when you go to the two or three more much as you think oh yeah it just makes me sleep generally you'll find that you don't go through all the phases of sleep or you wake up um during one of the important phases so that you you're not getting those all the way through i mean we've We've changed our lives over since the sort of industrial revolution and when light and electricity was invented. Because before everybody got up when the sun rose and went to bed when the sun went down because there wasn't anything else to do because it was dark. Whereas now we're sort of we forced our bodies to to live this twenty four seven that we want, but actually our bodies can't really cope with it. So time away from everything is so important, and that time is sleep wow uh such it's i mean we have only just touched on it yeah we we've, we've been chatting well we've well run over the 30 minutes that we allotted for this conversation um but you know i mean the, the depth of knowledge that you you've sort of gathered you've you've you the experiences of your life over yeah you know, well over the last 20 your 25 years um she is a lot older than that <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Thank yeah, I mean, you. we could we could almost do a show on each one of those p- points that, um, that 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 you've spoken about today. But um, just to sort of begin to wrap this up, so let's just what were the five points that we covered today? The five points were living well, really well, and enjoying living, keeping social, eating well, really well, moving more, and sleeping well. Excellent, thank you. And um, you know, Liz has mentioned the um, the various books um, as we've gone through um, through our conversation. And don't forget, you can listen to this show again, the Resilient Show, on the podcast or at half past five on Wednesday mornings. There you go. That'll get you up before um, before sunrise. Um, you can listen to it again in order to um, to grab those books. If you if you if you've enjoyed this conversation, I certainly have. I, I yeah, considering we've been married for over twenty five years, I still learn so much, even just. Just in conversations about, so yeah, certainly about health and wellness. Um, if you've enjoyed this conversation, if you've got any questions, please feel free to drop. Uh, drop me a message either find me on Facebook um, or drop me an email on stew at stewdarling.com and I will pass those questions on and um, you know, Lizzie will um, Lizzie will answer them now uh, you have chosen a track to finish our conversation what is it and why I've chosen raw by Katy Perry mm-hmm. part just because I find it quite inspirational I'm going to just good fun and it makes you want to sing out and roar with uh, with song but actually it's because it's about sort of freedom and breaking chains and and um chains of restriction i mean i think she wrote it when she was going through her divorce from um russell brand russell yeah brand. russell 
brand. Brand, yeah. that's it. But it doesn't have to be about divorce. It can be just breaking chains of any sort of thing that's sort of keeping you restricted. And it's all about being yourself and being proud of being yourself. So that's why I like Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, I hope it's not because you're going through a divorce, Lizzie. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I'd prefer to stay married to you. But everybody, so here it is. Lizzie, thank you very much for your time this morning. Everybody go out there and have a good roar.
we have it roar by katie perry um the choice of our guest this morning um liz darling uh who yeah just happens to be the other half of um my marriage my wife um uh, talking about health and wellness and i know that it is something that um she is passionate about uh, you know just beginning to to um to to read into and and study it following following a life in the medical profession but um but you know really learning what um, what's going on in society and how really we've got to we we choose we should choose to um as much as we can um make an effort to look after what we look after our bodies by being careful of what we are putting into it um and yeah sometimes we are we're just so busy that we just grab food we just grab something and yeah it's maybe not the healthiest thing and often that's because we um that that's often because we're not giving our brains the chance to think and that's why right at the beginning of the show before Lizzie came on we were talking I was talking about um the importance of um understanding brainwave frequency of understanding what's actually going on in our brains and the fact that for the most part we are living in panic mode we are living in the four f's fight fright flight and procreate we're in that space all of the time our teenagers are in that space all of the time so take a break you know i mentioned that um even just that closing our eyes and taking two or three big deep breaths is our break but you know we also teach our students the importance of taking a break every 30 days every 30 days have you know, have a day off your device have a day where you go somewhere different and it doesn't have you know, it doesn't have to be going on holiday just go out and be somewhere different every 90 days take a week and be somewhere different go and do different things you know if if you live a stressful life and we all do if you live with a job that maybe you don't enjoy but you can't you're not ready to move on from yet that break every 90 days is sufficient to do a great reset for our brains that's all we really need um so that 30 day and 90 day break is enough to keep our brains operating well. Well, that's really um, that's us coming towards the end of this week's show. Um, I've really, really enjoyed it. I hope you have enjoyed um, us having a guest on. We have got um, a whole bunch of guests booked for uh, the next few months, actually, um, and those guests are from everywhere, from New Zealand, right across the globe, to um, all. All the way to uh, well, San Francisco. Um, I think um, next week we're actually talking to Monica Bloom, who is an author. Just had her book released in French. Um, uh, she has been an Ayurvedic practitioner for years because one day she was driving across the Golden Gate Bridge into or towards um, the city of San Francisco into a corporate job and she suddenly realized that, do you know what, this isn't the life that 
I thought I was going to have. So she chose to live differently. So that'll be a, a great fun conversation. Um, and um, you know, as I say, we've got guests coming up um, over the next few weeks to um, to to have a chat to, and you know, get a get a variation on the different sorts of music that people are. Or people enjoy listening to because every guest gets to um, gets to choose their track. But that was the Resilient Show on Fresh FM today. The title of today's show was Health and Wellness, and it was dedicated to a good heart and a good brain. Um, you know, take some time. Those five points that Lizzie raised. You know, live a good life. Be social. Um, move well, eat well, and get a decent amount of sleep. If we can all do, just just pick one of them and try it today. There'll be other ones that you're, you're, you're still going, I, I, I can't get any more sleep, or I can't afford it. Look, I understand there are always reasons why we do not do things, but we can do them if we just start small, and we do them frequently. That's all it takes. Have a great day. I will see you next week. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like when it freezes just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor Feeling like a little kid And I'm still standing After all this time Picking up the pieces of my life Without you on my mind I'm still standing
The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.